This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season. So don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hello, welcome back to another Swanscast podcast. Uh, apologies for missing last week, but we're back now on uh, the eve of the transfer deadline um, day, which is in a couple of days' time. We're recording this on Monday, the 29th. Obviously, we've got a match against Leicester tomorrow on Tuesday evening. Um, we also just recently played Bournemouth in the FA Cup. That saw us exit the competition. And yeah, I guess we'll probably get started with that. So thanks for joining me, Lee, uh, this week. Um no what you make of uh, the FA Cup game against Bournemouth then? No better place to start. Obviously, we've got pl- plenty of transfer stuff to get into, but we'll just talk about that performance first. I genuinely think it was one of the worst games I've ever seen us play in years. I can't, I'm struggling to remember a worse one. It was so poor. I, I haven't seen a team fall apart like that ever. I, 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 was, so, I was so annoyed with that game. I've never seen anything like it. I don't even know what to say. I don't know where to start. From a man, everybody on the pitch was poor. Everyone. Um, everything was going wrong. And then it just seemed like so many players down tools and just gave up. And I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what was going on. But um, I, think, I, I think it kind of highlighted as well for me like how far like a drift we have become. Like... And, and I mean this like massive respect to Bournemouth for what they've done, but you know we were kind of that team, and I know it's a long time ago, but the fact that we were then decimated by Bournemouth, it was just it like, shows how far we've dropped off. I think in the last yeah. like couple of years, which is quite sad to see. So it kind of it kind of brought the last couple of years all together, and I think like you looked at that eleven on the pitch as well, and I was just like, is that? Is that the best we got? Like, it was just really, really frustrating. Well, it wasn't the best 11 on the pitch, was it, really? Well, who were we, who were we missing? Only low, was it? Um, well, I don't know if... Well, yeah, it's, Patterson wasn't playing, was he? he didn't start. Yeah, I don't know Patterson if Joe Allen, Joe Allen started, didn't he? I don't know whether that's, um, that's where we are in terms of... There's not really anyone else, though, is Allen, there? Allen, maybe. Who else has been playing up top? Liam Cullen played wing back, was a bit of a weird one. It's so probably there we are struggling a little bit, is in wide 
wing-back areas or wingers, whatever he wants to call them. Yeah, it's just... Uh, Liam Cullen and Ashby, and Ashby's just come back from injury. I know he had a decent game the other day, but I feel like he had a bit of a tough one here. I think that is, that sums it up, though, that left wing-back role. It's just something we've... Oh, well, I mean, last season it was the right-back, but it's just something that we just haven't been able to... We just haven't been able to figure out. Like, we obviously, we had man in last year. But then we didn't, we, you know, we were playing Lata Bodier at a position on the right last year. Now this year we just, and we signed Cho on and he went out on loan. And I, yeah, I just, I know Beto went out as well to, to Bolton. And then we're playing Cullen as wing back. I, yeah, it's just, it's just a bit understand. of a mess at the yeah. moment. I don't get how we signed, I know we're going to talk about the transfer stuff, but Cullen playing out of position in wing back. I know he uses him. Um, primarily as wingers and he took a little bit of accountability for his uh, setup after the match as well but you've let these guys go and Ugbeta and Chua on were supposedly attacking style wing backs and they can't even get a sniff of a minute to show what they can do uh, but then you'll put someone in like Liam Cullen who is a striker potentially winger now playing wing back so instead of playing someone who's a bit Younger, hasn't really had the experience in the first team, but in their correct position, we're playing someone completely out of position instead of giving that person a chance. And I think it does cross over a lot to some of the transfer stuff and maybe why we're in this situation. You know, there's news today of like a player, Ali Hal Hamadi, if I said his name correct. Um, yeah, Ali Al Hamadi's joined Ipswich Town. So a player that three or two and a half years ago I believe he left on a free transfer someone highly rated from our academy who was banging the goals in for a while he decided to leave because he wasn't getting first team chances did a little bit of a you know the rounds in the lower leagues went to AFC Wimbledon last year was kind of banged in the goals I think it was something like what did I say 20 20 something in 40 odd games when we looked yeah. just now yeah it was decent and, uh, record, no fairness yeah goes, oh there we are 23 goals in 42 games and he couldn't get on the pitch. We haven't really, I don't think, used our youth system that well in recent years. I know there's a few that have come through. Got Ollie Cooper, Sam Parker this season, I know. Cameron Congreve was one now, Russell Martin, tried to bring through and it doesn't seem to have really worked. But then you're like, why Why didn't these others? There's plenty of others that seem to be just not managed to step up to the first team picture. You could even look at some players we signed like Morgan Whitaker, for example. I don't know there's enough to be said and opinions about how yeah. that went, but it's got to be included there of mismanaged players, some youngster we signed with a bit of talent that we've then later decided isn't quite right for us, only for him to move on and excel elsewhere. Victor Giocarez, another one that was your only yeah. on loan. But so, I mean, for the success we had when we got relegated with the players that were in a youth system then, I think some of them... Um, or moving on now, like if I don't feel like we're really doing very well at bringing them through. It'd be nice if Sam Parker can kind of buck the trend, but even Ollie Cooper's struggling now, isn't he? So, like, I, I'm not really sure what to say about it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we've got a lot wrong in the last couple of years um, across the board with like recruitment and like the the you know using the academy as a main part of that. I think ever since we lost that kind of like golden generation, if you like, with the, like the Connor Roberts and the 
McBurney's, the Rodons, you know, these Dan James, you know, these sort of players. I think once that like core group of players had gone, um, we've kind of not really used anything, have we? Um, and we've, no. we've definitely not recruited well. <clears throat> and then we saw that with what we had to put out on the pitch against Bournemouth. I think that kind of, for me, that's why I got so annoyed was just that that 11 on the pitch and that performance was just, you know, years in the making. Yeah. You are right when you look at the 11, though. There wasn't, it wasn't that far away from a first team. Probably Allen's hardly played this season, but you know his name, like he, he could easily start games. Um, Kyle Norton was in there and Fisher was in there. I think that's pretty much it. It's just a couple of people yeah. in positions that you wouldn't perhaps want them, like Allen behind the striker and but that's, that's Patino, part of it as Patino well. behind the striker as much as people call him for it um, and Cullen out wide. But like there were choices he didn't have to make at the same time and he did acknowledge it in his interview afterwards. He said he put too many attacking players on the pitch and asked them to play too far up the pitch and didn't change it in time to protect them. So he took full accountability for the performance. I'm just not 100% sure that that's how it went in the changing rooms. And I also thought it was quite interesting to see the stark contrast between the way he handled that compared to the way that Russell Martin might have when he was here. Yeah, I mean, it's a different approach. I mean, he used to kind of call out players a bit more than me but I don't know I think it kind of I don't know I think it's his early days and I think if you um if you're a new manager and you come in I think you've got to play you've got to play that style no matter what uh you know even and I think I think it's I think it's a good idea from him really even though the scoreline to kind of stick with it because if that's what he believes in and that's the way we're going to be going forward then um he's got to stick with it but I think Again, like individual performances, I think everything we've kind of been annoyed about with individual players this year, it just all happened in one game, and uh, it's just yeah, I, I'm just ready to erupt. I mean, I don't know if we want to if we go through individual performances one by one because we'd be here all night, but um, and and that, that kind of sums it up as well because we've gone back to this sort of this style of play, haven't we? And it's just clear that we just haven't got the quality to be able to do that now I think now that yeah, a couple of players have gone arguably we didn't have the quality to do it Martin was here and that's why you missed out on the you you could say I still think you should have done better last season but the, we, we spoke for two years basically of it being trust the process it's a transition you know we need a bit more time a bit more backing a few more players for two years he's gone to Southampton where you know they've got better players they've got Premier League squad ultimately they've got a bit more money he's got a bit more backing to bring in the players that he wants and they're flying. Um, so the quality perhaps has always been part of the issue, which is fine. Like, it's fine. Like, maybe that's where our squad is at the moment. But we've gone obviously backwards since he left in the summer oh, last year in terms of the quality that's available. And we're trying to play that football again. And I think what we've seen so far, and yes, it is early days. You can't jump on the manager already. But the fact is, since he has come in, there was a two-all draw. I'm not counting Morecambe, but 2-0 on Morecambe isn't the most convincing. And it wasn't a good game to watch. It was two-all at Birmingham. Um, probably should have lost that game. As much as we were holding on for a win late, in terms of the chances, Like, I think a draw was fair, but they had more better chances than we did that they missed. They could have been 2-3-0 up in the first half. Yeah. Um, 
Southampton winning 3-1, better at a second half. Yes, I know that. But don't tell me Southampton couldn't have scored a few more goals because they absolutely could have. And 5-0 in the first half, don't forget, against Bournemouth. It doesn't make for pretty reading. And yeah, he's sticking to his guns and playing the style that he wants to play. But I will cry, you know, the reason Michael Duff got sacked, the first issue that needs addressing is the defence. We were scoring enough goals anyway. Someone needs to fix yeah, the we defence. Yeah, because we Martin couldn't do it. Duff couldn't do it. And I don't think Duff ever lost, but I conceded five in a game. I know Martin we were, did. Um, we were... Um... We've been defensively poor for ages. Though. I mean, since Cooper left, like because he was, we were kind of a bit more solid under Cooper, which people hated. But you know, I think well, again, this is opening up another issue. But we've said it loads of times about the style of play and everything. And, and but like you know, I think in this league, if you're sort of defensively sound, then you're going to go quite far. And I think that quite, you know, we haven't been able to defend for at least three seasons um, across the board. And I think keeping the ball kind of masks that lot. I think you even saw that with Southampton. Like, they have 80% of the ball. I know that with the players they've got as well. But as soon as you go at them, they look vulnerable. Like, we had, we could have scored a lot of goals in that game. Um, for as bad as we have been, we could have scored a lot of goals in that game. But we kind yeah. of lost it in the first 20 minutes. And the same with the Bournemouth game. We lost the game in the first 20 minutes. Well, we said that for a while and with the Martin style of play. Like, we didn't get battered all the time there's some games we lost we should have won or drew but teams are always scoring with the limited chances they had like they didn't need that many chances to score you say like we have 70% possession or whatever it was and we can't break them down but they managed to do it with 30 with less chances or less yeah. less of the ball uh, they created better chances with less of the ball and that was a consistent theme under, under him here obviously when it clicked especially at the end of last season where it really clicked and we had a really good run that was the peak, you know, of what we saw yeah. from him. Yeah. But it wasn't like that all the time. And it wasn't like that for most of the time. Um, and I think we're in for another roller coaster. And anyone who thinks this is going to be a quick transition, I think just be, a, be prepared. If it's what you want, you've got to be patient. Because you either want it and you allow him time and you take the rough times. Because I think it's going to be a big job to turn this around. And to, to go back to this style, I'm not saying the players can't do better performing against certain teams and pick up more points and finish higher in the table, playing whatever style of football a solid. Say Steve Cooper was here, I feel like he would get him playing better and move him up the table just by the way that he gets him playing. Yeah, I feel like if you want this style sure. of play, it's going to take a lot longer to build that. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I think it's I mean, going to be. You'll pick up points in this league just by not being so open. Some of the goals we concede um, and just being so open, the mistakes we make. I know like we can talk about like the, um, you know, we can talk about the way we set up and maybe we're not tactically good defensively, but I, you know, I, I haven't watched the game back because I, I don't want to watch it back, but a lot of them were just individual mistakes. I mean, you can't account for that as a manager half the time. Um, you know, like Humphreys and Wood at the back. I just, I've never seen anything like it. And like Fisher again with a loose pass out, and uh, it's just, it's just no excuse for it. And I think, I know we like touched on like Russell Martin and Cooper there, but I just think it's been coming for so long. We've been that we've done this. We've done, since we've started doing this podcast, we said every transfer window we look at, and we are worse off after every window. 
and now we've kind of always expected we kind of expected to get to this point somewhere along the line even though we were kind of hoping it never would come and there was always something that came along that would kind of shift it so we had like you know we had like we said we had like the McBurnies and the Dan Jameses coming through and a kind of you know great we had a we had a good team and then and then they all left and then you kind of had IU came back for IU came back for a bit and that kind of we had that quality and you still had like Connor Roberts and you still you know we had like Guayhi on loan and you know some of these players and it kind of bridged the gap and then you lose another you lose another bit more of that core and then thankfully we brought in like Perot came in and and Manning and in Cham and then after you know like you said we had to wait but eventually like the, the Russell Martin style of play came through at the end of last season and Perot was banging in 20 goals every year and then and then Cham had like eight I think it was and Manning had like 10 or 11 assists and now that they've gone out the door and Martin left as well and then we have you know some of the players we brought in this year have not been not been up to scratch this is going to take even longer I think with Williams coming in because we haven't got like a Perot that can bail you out we haven't got any players in that team I don't think that can command like interest from anywhere else there's no, there's, there's, and I don't want it to sound really like doom and gloom, but there's just, there's just no quality in that squad. And that was yeah. just abundantly clear in the last couple of games, like Southampton and Bournemouth. I think uh, you mentioned Nathan Woods and Hum- Humphreys there. We knew Humphreys oh. struggled in his first match we saw under um, um, Williams against Birmingham, really struggled there. And you mentioned Nathan Woods, obviously subject to a big bid from Southampton in the summer. Yeah. He's nowhere near that value right now, is he, from uh, what he's shown since he's come back from injury. And it's quite funny because the back three also consisted of Carl Norton, who didn't mention his name. Not saying that he had a good game necessarily, but I feel like less b- bad than the other two. Uh, and was, he's the one that doesn't even play. Yeah, it was just those two in particular that made so many errors going back, like Humphreys in particular has been a ticking time bomb in the last Yeah, but it says it all that like the one that's barely kicked a ball in a year is another one that stands out as being poor, and the other two are meant to be the up-and-coming youngsters that are, like, one's yeah. tipped for England. Nathan Wood was tipped for England, like, last season, and tipped with Arsenal, and yeah. Southampton put a £10 bid in for him. And Yeah, I, yeah. Don't know if that, I don't know if that bid was the best thing that ever happened to him, because it's the body language as well. I mean, like, even when we were, like, 2-0 down, it's just, like, Wood and Humphreys in particular, you know, arms in the air, shoulders down, uh, moaning, looking, looking for someone to sort it out, basically, and not not taking command and it was just yeah it was so annoying I don't think we need to say anything about Fisher we kind of know we stand there just if you don't get a yeah. cup game when is he going to get a game to be fair Duff didn't even start him in the league cup game against Bournemouth yeah he didn't to be fair yeah. so, I think says it all doesn't it yeah I mean again but then, but then this is again this is just the this is the making of many many transfer windows is that even though I mean Fisher's Russell Martin's fault to be fair well, yeah, but I mean that's just one of the that's just one of the bad sign one of the bad signings that have happened, one of the bad decisions we made over the years. Yeah, you know when you when you have to make two or three changes and you make two or three changes and the, just this just not the players are just not good enough. I've had it quite funny how uh, well not funny but Ollie Cooper how is he not starting this game when you've got Patino, Allen, Felton, and Grimes all starting. When is Holly Cooper going to start a game if he can't start behind the striker ahead of Allen? Like, yeah. 
when is he going to start a game? And Patino as well was there. Some people argue when he was on the wing. He definitely wasn't playing on the wing. No, he wasn't. Definitely playing behind the strike. Maybe he was like, because it, it was a gates up top with two cams. So they probably are wider, but they're yeah. not wingers. They're like inside forward, left and right, if you like, from behind yeah, the strike. Yeah, they see how they set up because like the wing backs are very high up and they so they yeah. play on the wing essentially don't they and and he was and directly at fault for a goal again who patino i I've, I've said my piece on patino i i've said it weeks and weeks now he just doesn't do anything for me but He's, you said on twitter all... and you riled up a few didn't you with that one my, my point with patino was like i watched i was watching the game and i think everybody in that the four midfielders grimes included fulton patino and allen they were all awful collectively but then you turn on twitter and it's fulton straight away is like the worst thing that's ever happened to the club and i don't get it and patino gets all this love and defense when fulton is kind of been here for years he's not i wouldn't go as far as say like club legend but he's been here for a long time he's put everything into the swan shirt and i know that doesn't like buy you credit on the pitch but like He's not as bad as everyone else. Like he doesn't stand out as the worst midfielder that we've got. I think him and Grimes are the best two combination that we have. And if everybody's going to throw Patino at me and say, "Oh, Patino should be standing at Fulton," I point to that performance and go, "There, he had his start, and he was absolutely useless." I'm not. That's that's not exaggeration. Yeah. He was crap. So the point is, everyone's criticizing Fulton so much of the all, like recently, like really piling it on. And the response to the tweet we even had was like, oh, yeah, because he's been useless forever. And it's like, well, look, they were all bad in this game. No one's saying... Oh, no, fa- we're not saying Felton necessarily had a better game than Patino no, here. No. We're just saying, give them both the same stick if you're going to yeah, criticise one of them. Exactly. Don't just say every single time you can't you can't start Felton or Grimes together. Well, well, they all started here and it didn't change anything. If anything, it made it worse. Patino got pushed, like blown off the ball for a goal, uh, it's, basically. It's so like poor, poor body strength. He gave, he was the one that cost us the equaliser against Birmingham. I'm not going to let that go. It was his <laughs> fault. It was his fault. 100% his fault. Right? And, and he's, I'm not saying he always concedes his goal. People were saying, oh, he needs to start in midfield. Like, he's still a youngster. He's learning. He's costing us goals. I know it was other people who cost us goals in this game, but he started behind the striker and still managed to give a goal away. He's not even in a defence midfield role there, like, and he still managed to give give the goal a goal away. Um, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have a role to play either. I'm, we're just trying to make the point. Stop making Felton a scapegoat because... He does not deserve this much more stick than someone like Patino is getting. Patino is not immune from criticism. He's done plenty of things that he should have done better with all season. He's also done plenty of things that he should get credited for all season. And, and, and Felton's done plenty of things he should have got criticised for. But it's only ever one of them that gets called out. And no matter what happens, Felton is called out and Patino is like praised like he is the next messiah. And he just isn't. There's all this link with Juventus and all this stuff. But why is none of it materialised? Yeah, like I mean, I, he'd be gone if, he, if there was a big bid for that for him. Apparently, Fulham were interested, but Arsenal were like, "No, he's staying at staying at Swansea." I don't know. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. 
Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Can't make the away day? Just get yourself comfortable, load up Swan CV, grab your phone and order a muck delivery. Away days at home never tasted so good. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, true, you can believe into those things. Um, I just yeah. think if that was the oh. case, he'd be gone. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why would he still be here? Um, he's clearly got stuff to work on and that's fine. That's why he's at the Swans. Yeah. But let's not be blindsided to it. And And he wasn't starting on the wing. Because that was another excuse for his performance was, well, you're playing him out of position, he's on the wing. Cullen was playing wing-back. This system is wing-backs, not wingers. Patino was not on the wing. If you think Patino was on the wing, then you've got the you've got it wrong in regards to what you think the the formation and the, the lineup is and the way that Luke Williams is playing. Because, yeah, I don't know what else to say on that, really. But he clearly wasn't no, on I, the wing. No, I agree with you. And that's, that's why I kind of lost it a bit, which was not normally like me. But... I, I, like I said, like Fulton's just become a scapegoat, and it's not me defending him. I'm not like standing here and saying, "Oh, he played well," because he didn't. No one played well. But like you said, you've got to criticize. You've got to criticize fairly. And I just don't understand the narrative that Fulton is the worst thing in this club. And then people are presenting. And again, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to be. I know I have been, but I don't want to be too critical of like Patino, because I think he is. There is a good player in there. I said it a million times. We're not criticizing him. We haven't him. seen it. In the, yeah, but when people are constantly saying, "Oh, he should be starting. He should be doing this. He should be doing that," then you kind of have to come back and be like, "Well, actually, look, this, this is what this is not happening." Like every time I've seen him play, it doesn't do it for me. He looked good when he first came in, and he's done. He has had good performances, but then there's no it's no fluke that three managers now this season have not started him. Yeah. We're not criticising him. We're calling out. Uh, sorry, not criticising him fairly. We're just asking for consistent criticism. That's all. Yeah. And uh, we'll credit him when he does as well, and but, we'll call out when he doesn't. Same as any other player. And I just don't like it when someone's made it. I was the same when Kyle Norton was a scapegoat. The year we got relegated from Premier yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. All of his stats, right, defensively, were in the top five for the league. Not just the Swans. Yeah, Quite well, like interceptions and tackles. He was up there for the league. But apparently it was his fault that we kept conceding goals. Yeah, he was time. the same. He was a scapegoat in that year. He was just the one to blame every week. And it just seems like Fulton is that player now. Yeah. And like you said, like sometimes he doesn't have a good game. But and Grimes I don't had a stint of it under Cooper as well. I don't think he's as bad as people make out. I Especially in this game. Sometimes he just like, he is a bit wild. But sometimes he's the only midfielder that sticks a foot in. Yeah. Like when things are going wrong, he goes and maybe dives in a bit late and stuff. But like, He's the only one that kind of does stick a foot in and try and get something going when the, when the tide is turning, and then maybe it looks worse because the team is playing, the team's not playing well, and then he gets like a yellow card or he gives the ball away or something, and then he kind of gets all the stick then. But not even Patino. I think Joe Allen was absolutely horrendous in that game. I haven't seen him play worse than that. That was maybe his time is up. It's just yeah. I, well, look. Again, I wait, I'll go back to the... We did the podcast in that transfer window when we brought him back. And I said, I'm not sure, because I don't think you should bring him back. I think it's a it's a bit of a pie in the sky sign. We're like, oh, you know, he's coming home and it's great and wonderful. And we all love that. And I was told, you know, oh, yeah, but Leon Britton came back and it worked. Totally different scenario. 
six months later. Totally different. Yeah, exactly. Totally different scenario. And I just thought, you know, we're not getting the Joe Allen that plays previously. He was playing like one game every three years for Stoke and then having a couple of games for Wales and then going injured again. And I'm not being like too heavy on Joe Allen. He's great, you know, been a great player and I, and I love the bloke. But you have to criticise him as well because he was awful. Yeah, and this is where I just wish all, I know Ollie Cooper had been performing this season, but it happens. That's where he should be playing. It happens in front of me in the stadium every week. It's so funny to watch because, um, like Grimes will give the ball away, right? He'll try a pass and give the ball away, and people will go berserk and go like, "Oh, Grimes again, giving the ball away!" And then Joe Allen will give the ball away, and they'll be like, "Oh, unlucky, unlucky." Yeah, never mind. Don't worry, get it back now. Unlucky. It's like <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense in this. It doesn't make anyway, well. that's, that's, that's not that's not the well, main issue anyway. The main issue is the, the just the, the squad that we've got. It's just yeah. the good enough. And we'll we'll look at that now. Just one last thing on the Bournemouth game. One little positive, I guess, is a Philip Lissar. Is it Lissar, Lisa? Yeah, Lissar yeah. Um debut. Uh right wing back. I know it better when happy when he came on and obviously he ended up moving on basically an hour after the game. Um yeah. better wing back who can't get on a pitch. Even though he signed for the club, um, Philip Lassar coming through the youth academy to come on the right side, which I would say is probably stronger for us in regards to depth. I know Key is injured, but Ashby went off and Lassar came on. Uh, he looked all right, to be fair. He looked neat and tidy and option. And I can't imagine he'd get that much game time this season if Key comes back, but maybe he could be a good understudy and we wouldn't need a loan like Ashby next year. We'd have someone in the wings as a number two that we can develop alongside Key, that would be good for the future. So one small positive, uh, and obviously Sam Parker maybe going in for that role as well if it's a wing-back role, so a couple of options there. Um, let's look at the transfers now then. We're running out of time a bit, and there's a few things we want to touch on. So we said Ali Al-Hamadi, which isn't really Swans-related news, but a bit of a sad one because we perhaps could have utilised a player like that right now. But we have signed someone ourselves in the forward position, uh, Ronald, not Ronaldo, but Ronald, Brazilian. Ronald. Um, yeah, but is it Ronald or is it Ronald? Nah, probably Ronald, isn't it? Brazilian, but we'll call him Ronald. Yeah, Mac- Ronald McDonald, probably. <laughs> well, we see with our signing rate this season, it's quite a high chance that maybe <laughs> it goes that way. I'm joking, yeah. of course. But he signed from Brazilian club Grêmio. Uh, he's been on loan in the Portuguese. Premier League or whatever it's called at Estrela da Amadora uh, he was there last season to help them get promotion and he's played for them this season 17 times so far so he's been there 18 months so been playing in like top league in Portugal don't really I'm not going to lie and say I know an awful lot about him because I don't and I think a lot of people are in the same boat and he wasn't really a name floated around it kind of just came out of nowhere but Getting a Brazilian winger in has got to be like exciting, surely. Yeah, I think let's just get excited about it. I mean, it's a really random signing, isn't it? Like no one, like you said, no one saw that come in or had any idea or like even knew who he was. So, but you know, I you can kind of it's kind of like a Montero esque signing, isn't it? We kind of signed him, no idea. Oh well, he had a bit of previous, and he? he played like under Laudrup, I think, a good half but um, was it Laudrup? No, I can't. Well, I think he played for Katafe anyway, I think. So he had a bit more pedigree. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I think let's just get excited about it. I mean, you know, he's playing in the Portuguese Premier League, so he can't be, you know, he can't be that bad, can he? He can't, he can't be. 
awful. I wouldn't know how to compare the championship and no, teams no. in that league, to be honest. I'd imagine obviously you've got a few handful of teams that were playing Europe there. Um, maybe then the rest of the league is akin to championship level. But it's odd. Like People say, like, like we've said as well, that we need wingers, but if he's going to play with his wing backs and we're not going to use wingers again, I, so is he going to play them in these like that like Patterson I think type he does, role? Yeah, maybe, but I think he does convert wingers to wing backs as much as he converts full backs to wing backs. So I, I don't know, it would be interesting to see where he puts him. But I don't know if he can play striker as well. Sometimes he has been, at Notts County, played two up top, didn't he? So I don't know whether yeah. he could play off like the striker, whoever that is. But I don't know who even know who that's going to be because there's been speculation, obviously, on Jerry Yates, which summer sign-in, main striker and all the rest of it, um, linked to Blackburn. don't know how much credibility is in this. Coming out from all angles, that the club is open to selling him, to moving him on with a preference to a permanent move rather than a loan move. Blackburn interested. But Luke Williams has been speaking today to say it's just speculation. I know that's kind of what you say in this sort of scenario. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where this one goes, maybe. Yeah, I, it's really odd, and I think it says a lot that uh, like there's rumours about him leaving already. I think it says a lot about what we've had. Um but Black, Blackburn's an interesting one because it's a bit more closer to Blackpool unless he wants to try to head back that way as a prefer. I don't well, they know, play but... in a similar sort of style as well, Blackburn now, though, than what Luke Williams is going to want to bring in. So, Yeah, I don't know. I think the thing is with Yates, like I know I've been vocal about him as well all season. I've just not felt it at all. But then he just looks looks like he's got no confidence to me. He just looks finished. He look, And that is a big thing, especially for a striker, if they just got no confidence and they worried about making mistakes and missing chances it's just it's not going to work but, but sometimes yeah. like it can sometimes it works better in the second season they kind of get that first season out of the way um, you know we could still could still get up to like 10 goals but I, I think we're still in that position sadly well as most clubs are where you've got to get someone out the door to uh, to bring one in and I think you know we, we had the news that um, Ronald had come in and then five minutes later, it was that Balassi was out the door. So I think, I know Balassi didn't bring in a fee, but it just shows that we are just one in, one out at the moment. And I think yeah. if there's maybe a potential sign-in in the wings to come in, maybe Yates is one that's going to be moved on. I feel like there must be a striker on the horizon or there must be something going on if Yates is getting linked with the moves away. I can't, I can't see him letting Yates go if there's no one coming in and I'd imagine it's a case of like doesn't get finalised until our one coming in is finalised there's also yeah. small rumours I don't know much is in them of Liam Cullen going but I know he's out of contract in the summer so that's probably easy targets and easy journalism the, the team I saw was Hull but I don't think there's any credibility in it I can't see him going there because they've just made some incredible signings and I just don't think it makes sense uh, also Mikola Kahirovic, um open to offers on him apparently as well, the club is. I say apparently, I know people don't like using the word, but it is all rumour and speculation at this time. Like I, I don't have inside sources. We're kind of reading across Twitter from people who I do think are reputable in some quarters, but you never really know 
uh, what the stance yeah. is on these players. You know, we are a club that, in theory, every player probably is available if the fee comes in. Yeah. That, that that matches what we need, and it does sound like we haven't got that much money to spend, which is not what they said after the summer necessarily. Um, <laughs> did you hear there was accounts from Nathan Dyer being in the away end up yeah, yeah, say because he's that. an agent now, isn't he, and saying that he'd yeah. offered a load of players to the club, but they're skint. So don't know how much truth is in that. Uh, but for the eights, I just think if he's going to go, there must be someone coming in, strikers to replace him, and that must be something in the works. I'd be very surprised. If that isn't the case, and if he goes and we don't bring someone in, that could be bad news, really. I know he's not performing, but Lowe's injured. Yeah. What if, you know, um, Mikola hasn't had the best injury record and we haven't really seen much of him? So if, say, he does get another knock, and I know Lowe's back not so long away, but that would leave Cullen on his own, unless they're going to give that uh, Wilson a chance from the under-23s. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Like we touched on earlier, they don't really. There's not really been well, many. Well, maybe Luke Williams will have a look. There's a couple of. There's some maybe. good talent there that I feel like could get tapped into. It just seemed to be a bit reluctant. We look at Sam Parker. He came from nowhere really, after like at the start of the season. But they kind of performed at decent levels to show that they can offer something. They're only ever going to get better and able to play at this level if they're given that chance. Um, but you know, we we were thrown into it when we got relegated with several players and never really made the cut in the prem, and they got given a chance in championship and became ever present in the team and then got moved on for decent fees. So, just something I think that we need to start using a bit more of as we discussed earlier. The last thing you said, Balassi has gone as well. Uh, kind of saw that one come in. He probably didn't do enough, I would say, to get kept. But the depth is the issue, and maybe it was good to have him around. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, he came in at a time where we were, you know, it was a difficult time for the team, wasn't it? He came in and kind of, it was a, it was a bit of a, a good laugh on the way, wasn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> he had a good chant, and I think that's what he'd be remembered for. Yeah, a bit. Of, I kind of, I really wanted it to work out, but you know, I think, I think thirty-four. It was just what was going to happen. Yeah, I think that's why we saw it going, didn't it? Yeah. Well, there we are. That's one. We had Balassi for a short time. And we've had three departures. I believe all left-backs, really. Lincoln McFadden's gone on loan to Cymru Premier League side Penny Bond. I think he's made one or two first-team appearances. Uh, Bolton, obviously, signing Swansea's Nathaniel better on loan until the end of the season. I think he's out of contract. So probably the last we've seen of him, another one that, bit of a waste of money, really. I thought maybe odd, he'd have a future under Luke Williams. He kind of yeah. picked him up and then put him on a bench a couple of times, released that video, and now he's gone. Yeah, that was odd. And uh, Nathaniel Choa on as well. I, I haven't got the club in front of me, but he's gone back to Holland, uh, the Netherlands, and he's on loan. Again, though, like with the if you look at the like Ogbeta one, that could be another one that we talk about in two or three years if he starts playing well. But it's just a case of maybe Luke Williams came in and I'm, I'm speculating again, but maybe Luke Williams came in and said, uh, you know, I like the look of him. We'll give him a go. And then obviously because he hasn't been playing for a long time, there's been, you know, interest around him, you know, maybe for a couple of months, maybe for a couple of years. Yeah. And the powers that be above Luke Williams, head have said, well, if he, if they want him, if someone wants him, he's going. Yeah. We're not giving him a new contract. So like, yeah. Yeah. And this is then this is the then this is the issue. I think, you know, I think we've kind of 
we've kind of been a bit level-headed about our about our owners and stuff in the past, but I think it's just it's all coming to a head now. We're we're in a bit of a not. A, I wouldn't say we're in a bit of a mess, but you know, no, our owners have got massive good. issues in certain areas. I just the, what I've been talking about them recently is there's so much worse out there at the moment as well. So we just got to be tread with caution in certain areas. This is not to say they can't be called out because they're making some howlers, especially with transfers at the moment and whatever structure is in for player recruitment. Like, for now, at least, we are not seeing that work and that's a massive issue. Um, I don't think yeah. it's all down to Paul Watson either before anyone jumps on that bandwagon because it's not just been the last year, it's longer. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not, I think... This year in particular, well, the, the summer was one window, isn't it? The one window yeah, in the summer, you, know you could what? argue, it's, has not been great. But but it's easy to jump on that now when we've got a different yeah. manager who wants to play a different style again. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's but easy it's to say these players are leaving and it didn't work. And I know some of them didn't get played, but Michael Duff didn't have a good time here and ended up getting sacked. So that's partly the reason why some of the players wouldn't have played well. You know, it goes hand in hand a little bit. We haven't done well as a team. Manager's gone, and the players that come in haven't done well. Well, the team haven't done well. We're not doing as well as we should, and that's why the managers go in. So it's kind of all hand in hand. But the fact that we've gone a different direction with play style again now is partly the reason some of these players are probably like looking like eggs then six months later. Yeah, that's probably part of it. I don't think it's. You can't just say, "Oh, look, see, Paul Watson made mistakes," and six months later the uh, signings are all leaving. I think it's just that's the that's the easy story. Easy like, target, oh, yeah. What happens when Watson goes and the problem stays the same? Well, exactly because the problem is he's the incumbent, isn't he? He's there now. He's in charge of that. So when the player's not playing very well on the pitch, he's the one that's going to take the flak. Maybe rightly so for the transfers we made this year. But like we said, this has been coming. This has been years of transfer windows and recruitments that we've ended up in this position, and it's one of the. I, 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 again, I don't want to be really all doom and gloom, but this is the one sort of time in the last couple of years where I think we are like we are struggling now. I think if if we have a bad window now and a bad window in the summer, we are really like we're we're really looking over our shoulder now for next year. I think if, if I don't think we'll get sucked into a relegation fight this year, but if they don't improve our squad, there's all those loan players that are going to come out again. If they don't recruit well over the next two transfer windows it's, it's massive it's the biggest two transfer windows we've ever had is this one and the summer one yeah massive but um got to give it a chance and for williams to bring in players that yeah suit i mean his style maybe you can get something out of them we'll have to wait and see hopefully it works but you know it's just yeah. a bit yeah a bit down on it at the moment a bit down on the squad but hopefully yeah. just leicester away to come He's nice, easy. Uh, I just spoke to the BBC Radio Leicester about that, and they were like, "Oh, what's the trip up to Leicester like for Swansea at the moment?" I was like, "Well, after you lose, get smashed against Southampton, get smashed against Bournemouth, it's not really where you want to be going, is it?" So, yeah, but you know, like I, this is this has bugged me this week as well. I, I don't know, I don't know if everyone else feels the same, but where I see us as is a probably a mid-table Championship team. I think that's probably realistic of what we are, like what we. Oh yeah, definitely. A mid-table championship team, maybe we get a couple of things right. Maybe we can have a bit of a playoff push. That's kind of where our expectation is at the moment. So when we went and played Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth are a what, mid-table Premier League, lower-end Premier League team, should we say? I at least expect us to be competitive in that game. 
and that's what annoyed me. Like you look at Newport yesterday, who played against Man United, they were competitive. You don't expect, even if like I didn't expect us to beat Bournemouth, but be competitive. We're better, you know. Surely we can be competitive in that game. And then we've had Southampton and Leicester either side. Fair enough. Like Southampton's squad is ridiculous, and so is Leicester's. Just like, saying, the, Southampton are signing David Brooks on loan. Well, there we go. Exactly. So they, you know, the squad's ridiculous. But then. You know, like the build-up to the game has just been like, oh, Southampton are so good. Oh, they're amazing. The squad's so good. And then you could see it on the pitch that we just lost that game in the first 20 minutes because we gave them too much respect. Yeah. And it was the same against Bournemouth. It was like, oh, you know, amazing team, quality opposition. Oh, I don't know how we're going to, you know, I don't know how we're going to cope with this team. It's just like, hang on, we're not playing Man City and Real Madrid. We were playing Southampton and Bournemouth. I expect us to be a bit more competitive. And the same would be Leicester now. Oh, Leicester. Oh, wow, you know, brilliant, amazing I don't know how we're even going to be competitive in this game. And then probably 20 minutes, we'll be 3-0 down and and then we'll start playing. Well, we'll see tomorrow night if we're, you know, how we're feeling after that. Another deflated defeat. No, but they, really, they, we're in a bad fixture list at the moment. I think it's a Plymouth after Leicester. We need to get someone in our game. Massive game. And then we've got Hull and Leeds, I think. Yeah, and Hull are flying. They've signed absolute quality wingers, and Leeds are again pushing for second. And... But like, but like I said, we like we should be competitive. Like you know, in times gone by, even though, um, you know, your Leeds and these teams have come down to Swansea, and you think, oh, you know, it's a big. We've been competitive. Like it's a hard place. It's a hard place to come. Like nobody wants yeah. to go to. Well, historically, not now. But I'm just it's just annoying me that we're not very competitive at the moment. But there we go. Only way is up, maybe, or down, I guess. We'll see. Uh, Time will tell. But, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. thanks, as always, guys, for listening. We've got to shoot now, unfortunately. A little bit of a rushed one. But we'll try and get back on after the transfer window ends later this week, if we can. No promises, but hopefully we'll be able to make it happen. Um, I mean, we're not going to if nothing happens in the transfer window. I'll put that out there because we kind of discussed everything so far today. So if nothing else happens, then... All we're going to do is rant about the fact that nothing else has happened. So we'll see what happens, see how the week goes. And if we've got stuff to come on and discuss, then maybe we will. But thanks, as always, for tuning in and listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube. Leave a comment, uh, let us know what your thoughts are about Swansea's situation at the moment. Um, Yeah, and give us a rating on Spotify if you're still listening there as well. And we shall catch you on the next one. Thank you very much. See you soon. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.